Greetings to all my cool cats and cool kittens. They try to copy our style, but they stay frostbitten. You're now tuning to the sounds of MaximumFM.ca and on your preferred podcast player of choice. It is your man DM Cool, and welcome to Cool Radio. What we doing? Oh, you didn't know? Your ass better call somebody! Indeed, indeed. Tell a friend to tell a friend that we're live on the airwaves tonight, and we got a lot of stuff to get to on tonight's show. So we got to talk about <clears throat> some interesting comments that NBA star Lou Williams made about Toronto. Uh, we got to talk about Dave East looking to suit up with the Knicks. And we also got to talk about some uh, details that are starting to emerge in the murder of Nipsey Hussle and a few other things as well. Later on in tonight's show, I got my man Azan in studio. We're going to talk about his brand, which is entitled Self Made Moves. We're going to talk about all that good stuff. But before we get to all that, <clears throat> I got some stuff to get off my chest. So with that being said, it's time to let that ish breathe. Oh, you didn't know. That was the wrong drop. Let this bitch breathe. There you go. There you go. By the way, my voice is a little hoarse today, so if I'm kind of clearing my throat a lot, I apologize. <coughs> there you go. Bear with me. <coughs> All right, so let's get to it. So, as you guys know, I am a ball fan, you know, ball's life around here. And this is going to be a very interesting weekend because in the NBA, it is free agency weekend. It kicks off Sunday at 6 p.m. So that is when all the teams get to officially make their pitches and make their signings or announcement of signings uh, from that date onward. And, of course, as we all know in Toronto, Kawhi Leonard is a free agent, one of, if not the hottest free agent ticket in the league. And so he's going to be meeting with a few teams, <coughs> Toronto being one of them, of course. But he's going to meet with the L.A. Clippers and the L.A. Lakers. And what I find interesting is that when I'm listening to, like, the American media commentary, whether it's FS1 or ESPN and, and the shows that they have on those networks, a lot of these guys, man, they are thirsty for Kawhi to join L.A., whether it's the Lakers or whether it's the Clippers, they want Kawhi in L.A. And they are thirsty for him to come, to come to L.A. As if being in Canada for a few more years is such a bad thing. So I would break it down in basketball terms. And I'm not going to do that right now, however. I'll do that later on when I, when I get my, my man is on, um, on the mic. But I'm going to break it down in a way that many of the youth will understand. And I'm sure many people who are tech savvy will understand as well and just pop culture savvy as well so bear with me on this all right so here's the thing when it comes to toronto in comparison to la in this case all right so for Kawhi, if you were to resign with the toronto raptors toronto would be like the quote-unquote good girl all right so she's hardworking. she's independent She's got a good head on her shoulders. She's focused on her dreams and her ambitions. And she makes sure you're well taken care of. Like anything that you need, she'll do 
to the best of your ability to make sure that you're upright and ready to start the day. That is Toronto. And that is what Kawhi has been getting for the past year. All right? Now, if we're talking about L.A., see, L.A. is that Instagram baddie. All right? She's the bad chick. She's the one on Instagram getting 500K likes. Every dude is tapping on that picture, sliding in the DMs. So many thirstiness is attracted to her. At the same time, she's just as thirsty for wanting that thirst to come her way as well. That is L.A., all right? No matter whether it's the Clippers or the Lakers, that is L.A. More the Lakers than anything, but nonetheless, that would be the essence of L.A. L.A. is the Instagram baddie that wants the attention from all the fellas. (laughs) And here's the thing about it. With L.A., as far as the Lakers go at the very least, you wouldn't be the only man on her roster. She got a Rolodex full of mans on the roster. And, and some of the most well-known ones as well. LeBron James, AD. You would just be the third one in case things happen, you know? You'd be the bottom chick, so to speak. But with Toronto, Toronto only got eyes for you, Kawhi. She only got eyes for you. She's not checking for no one else. She knows you're a keeper, and she wants you to view her as that way as well. Now, if we were to talk about, you know, the parental situation, Toronto got a great father in Masai Ujiri. Raised that kid well, grew up to be something to, 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 to behold, and he already likes you. He sees you as a member of the family. He wants you to be his son-in-law. He wants to parade you around because he is so proud of your accomplishments and how well you compliment his daughter, being Toronto, of course. But with the Lakers, I mean... Let's just say the Lakers got a different kind of daddy, if you know what I mean. More like a zaddy, if you will. So I don't know if you really want that around you. (laughs) Now let's go to the Clippers, for example. The Clippers are the Instagram baddies that are trying to be the biggest of the Instagram baddies. So they're like a baddie in training, all right? So you already know where their head's at. (laughs) They're mad that they don't have the attention that the main baddie has, which is, of course, the Lakers. And not only that, but they're more like the baddie who's kind of decent, but they're friends with the main baddie because they know the main baddie gets the most attention and they want to have some of that rub onto them as well. Put it this way. The L.A. Clippers are the Jordan Woods to the Lakers' Kylie Jenner. All right? You're that side friend. You're the ones that people look at and they say, yeah, she's kind of nice still. Yeah, I'd probably do it on a good day. But then they're looking at Kylie and they're like, but Kylie, though. Kylie, that's the Clippers right now. Like, you're somewhat appealing, and you're trying to be the main version of appealing, but you're not quite there yet. So you got to put it this way. That's not the attention that Kawhi wants to be around. And on top of that, the Lakers are a very dysfunctional family, if you will. (coughs) I mean, earlier today, it was uh, announced that Magic Johnson, who resigned from official duties as the Lakers' president or VP or whatever you want to call it, now wants to be in the room with Jeannie Buss when she makes her pitch to Kawhi Leonard. And then the NBA came out and said, uh, yeah, no, you can't do that, buddy. Like, no, you are not in, you're not an official with the Lakers. Therefore, you have no clearance whatsoever to, to be doing that. So it's like, what do you want, Magic? You know what I mean? And what do you want, Lakers, most importantly? The Lakers can't have everyone is all I'm trying to say. You already got LeBron, cool. You got AD, you have to sacrifice half your your roster in order to do it, cool. Why don't you use 
the remainder of your money to spend around tertiary players, complimentary pieces, if you will, and just let Toronto have theirs, all right? Like, when it comes to this American market thing, <coughs> I don't get upset about them anymore when it comes to them not giving Toronto the respect that it deserves because they're never going to give Toronto the respect that it deserves. Only a handful of people in that market will, but for the most part, most of them won't. And I've come to terms with that because we just won a title and they're still saying stuff like, oh, well, if KD was healthy, this would have happened. Like, so like, you're never going to get the respect regardless. My thing is this, though. I All I want to know is why the American market is so gung-ho on not having Kawhi being in Toronto. I don't understand that. Like, I would understand if it was LeBron James or KD because they're seen as the top two players in the league. And I know <coughs> Kawhi is easily top three, like the number three, basically. But nonetheless, LeBron, or sorry, the Lakers already have their star. The Clippers, I know they're 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 fishy they're fishy for a star as well, but they've only been relevant as a franchise since the Lob City era. So why are you guys so thirsty for this man to land in L.A.? I don't understand. Let Canada have nice things for once, damn it. I know we got free health care and everything, but we need something else too. So all I'm saying is this, and I'll get into this later when my man is on. Kawhi, don't go for the Instagram baddies. Because that's what the Clippers and the Lakers are. Their Instagram bad is always wanting attention, and they already have mans on their roster. Stay in Toronto. Toronto's a good girl, and you know it. She got your eyes on you and only you. You ain't got to worry about no other man sliding in the DM. You ain't got to worry about her you know, being all up in the videos, dancing on some Suge Knight stuff. You ain't got to worry about that. You got a good core around you. You got the perfect father-in-law, Masai Ujiri, and you have the rest of the family, which is the players, <coughs> the train staff, and the fans who love and adore you. And your brand in Canada will only grow exponentially bigger after bringing them a title and having the opportunity to create a dynasty. Think about that. A dynasty. You would be the figurehead of a dynasty because the Raptors have never had one before. The Lakers have had plenty of dynasties. Plenty. And you would just be another footnote in that, in that scenario. Clippers never had one, but boo-hoo the Clippers. Ain't nobody worried about them. Stay in Toronto, man. Stay in Toronto. You need to stay in Toronto, man. Even if it's like a one-plus-one deal, I'm good with that. But stay in Toronto, man. That's all I'm asking. <clears throat> Do you guys agree? Do you disagree? Either way, let me know. Hit me up on social media at CC and share your thoughts. After the break, I got my man Azan in studio. We're going to talk about his brand, self-made moves, and all that good stuff. So keep it locked. This is Cool Radio, and we'll be right back after these messages. Yeah. Yes, yes, y'all. Welcome back to the show. Once again, it's your man, DM Cool. And you're now listening to Cool Radio. Welcome back to the show, people. And as promised, I got my guest for the evening. Now, this young individual is only 16 years old, all right? Probably the youngest individual I've had in studio, and this individual is an entrepreneur. He is making moves in a very major way, and he is only getting started. He has a very strong entrepreneurial sense, has a very good backing behind that as far as his influences, and we're going to discuss that and his upbringings and what brought him to this point and what made him want to become 
an individual who is looking to be a mogul for the future to come. Ladies and gentlemen, I got my man Azan, a.k.a. Flexer, in studio right now. Azan, what's good, homie? What's up, what's up? Thank you for having me. Yes, sir, yes, sir. Well, I'm going to ask you if you want to bring that mic a little bit closer. That way we can hear all your wonderful words and all that good stuff. There you go. All right. So, I got to ask you, man, what made you want to become an entrepreneur? All right, well, basically... Actually, I've always been, I've always had a love for money. Everyone has a love for money. Right, right. So, but when we want to start my own, it really all started, um, there's these brothers in the Nation of Islam mm-hmm. named um, Brother Ben X, mm-hmm. Brother 19 Keys, and Brother Riza Islam. And I went, once I started following them, mm-hmm. I seen all the work that they were doing in the community for black people. Mm-hmm. I started getting, I started to get inspired. I'm like, yeah, I want to do this too, because I've always been pro-black, my favorite um, black leader is Malcolm X, mm-hmm. and the first uh, first time I ever watched the movie Den- played by Denzel Washington, yeah, 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 I watched. I think I was like five, six, seven. I like from young of being pro black, right, right. So once I see now, it's like yeah, like I really, I'm really interested. I really have a love for being black. So I'm like, you know, I want to mm-hmm. really help out my own people, right. And then once I seen um, Brother Ben X, he's really he really works on focus on trying to get youth involved in trying to be entrepreneurs, build on black black owned businesses, everything. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, yo. I could do this too. So then I'm like, yeah, I got an interest for, I got an interest for this, you know? So mm-hmm. I was like, yo, I'm going to do this too. Absolutely, absolutely. And the name of it, um, Self Made Moves. Like, what, what inspired you behind the creation of that name? So, okay, Self Made Moves. Okay, everything on my on my brand comes from my up, uh, upbringing. So I'll explain that and then I'll come to that. Absolutely. So, my upbringing, um, I grew up no father around, just mm-hmm. me and my mom. Right, right. I've been homeless before. I've been homeless about, I think, two times. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had switched through different elementary schools. I think I've gone to, like, about four or five different elementary schools. Yeah. Um, everything I had to learn on my own in the streets, everything, street smart, everything. I had no one to um, help me out or anything. So mm-hmm. even little things, learning how to learn how to fight in the street, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. I had to learn all that on my own, learning how to, everyone's not your friend. I had to go through sticky situations in the streets where people learn, um, you know, I had no trust issues. I had trust issues. I still kind of have trust issues today. Right, right. But, you know, I was still working on it. Mm-hmm. Started to learn things, even with girls, you know, depression, everything. Like, I think the most depressing moment, but the most, the best most experiencing, should I say, it taught me the most was my, my ex, actually. Mm. My ex broke up in, like, November. Mm-hmm. And it was my first, like, real actual girlfriend, like, first everything. Like, yeah, you know? yeah. So then, you know, they get really attached to that person. So when everything ended, and it ended in a bad way, but, you know, mm-hmm. that's how it is. Um, It just really, it put me in a dark place mm-hmm. mentally. I was in a dark place for months. I only started really starting to really focus on my mental health and get better like couple for a couple weeks now. Of course, so it's been about what eight months about. Mm-hmm. So just I was stuck in a dark place mentally. Like I just wanted to be, have. I had. A, I was walking around with an attitude like I don't care what anyone says. You know, like mm-hmm. uh, like yo, I don't care if I'm gonna do wrong by girls. You know, this is how mm-hmm. this is what I feel is right because I've been damaged so much. So like I'm, you know, I'm like yo, I'm tired of people like taking advantage of me. You know, mm-hmm. it's time for me to start giving that back. You know, that revenge. Right but now. I'm starting to mature, and I realize I'm like, yo, that's not me. Mm-hmm. It's not me personally. So you know, I'm really, I'm, I'm a nice guy. You know, I think mm-hmm. help out people and stuff. So mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm not gonna do that. So I started focusing on myself. I'm like, yo, not everyone is gonna be there for you as much as you want them to be. Mm-hmm. So I had to try to let go. I'm still working on it every single day. Mm-hmm. 
And you know, it's going day by day. I'm working on it. I've had nights every single day for a couple months now where I've just been in my bed and mm-hmm. I just want to not talk to anyone. Just stay on my, my bump. Just stay on my phone and listen to music. Mm-hmm. And just, I was, I cry under the sheets. I cry under my bed and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I do everything. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of people my age, they're going through this as well. Like, you know, like the post on social media, people think just because we're young, we're not going through things. There's a lot of things going on in the streets right now that people don't probably talk about mm-hmm. because, you know, they think, oh, they're just young, 16, 14. What do you guys know about right. depression and stuff? You guys are too young. But really, there's a lot of us going through it. Like, mm-hmm. even when I was 13, um, I had a, I had a older bro mm-hmm. who I looked up to, like, as a big brother, but, you know, mm-hmm. and he was, he was just past 2016, mm. past, um, got, um, got murdered in the street. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace to my brother Darius. Absolutely, sure. absolutely. Um, I was 13, losing a friend that you really look up to, like, as a sibling. Because I have yeah. siblings, but, like, we're not close because they're on, like, my dad's side and stuff. So, you know, we're not, we're all, like, spaced out. We don't really know each other. I just right. didn't grow up with no brothers or anything, sisters either. Right, right. So, everything, all street sports, everything I learned is all in the streets by myself. Like, I learned everything by myself. So, mm-hmm. No, yeah, I'm um, being broke. Mm-hmm. It's hard, you know. There's been a lot of days. It still happens sometimes these days. Going, going the fridge, and I'm looking for something to eat, and I'm like, mm-hmm. yo, I'm starving. Like I've been starving all day, and then I go and look in the fridge, and there's nothing to eat, and I'm like, I'm, you know, like I'm vexed. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm mad about it, you know. So, right, right. And like days, like basically, I was, there's a lot of days I'll go by, like I have something to eat for breakfast, mm-hmm. a little something. But then I know I can't take all of that. I have to break it up into pieces for the whole day because I know if I finish everything for breakfast right now, it's a wrap at that point. It's a wrap for the end of yeah. the day. Like I'm not gonna have no lunch. I'm not gonna have anything when I come back home. So mm-hmm. a lot of stuff like that. Um, just basically everything, man. I think really my best motivation was really just depression. Like I've had my heart broken five times in a row, mm-hmm. but since 2017 by by girls. Mm-hmm. And I and people might think, oh, why are you gonna talk about that? You know, like, mm-hmm. you know, nah, I'm not ashamed. Yeah. For what? This is this is a, this is what made me, you know, being mm-hmm. broke and stuff like that. Like wearing the same clothes every day at school, <coughs> people laughing at me, like, yo, this guy is broke. Oh, why you wear the same clothes every mm-hmm. day, and stuff, you know. So, all of that, man, it's a lot of hurt that goes goes through the process. But you know, mm-hmm. it all it really helped made me into mm-hmm. the person that I am today, even though I'm still young, I'm only 16. Right. But you know. I had to go through that stuff, and that's what really made my um, my meaning story, my brand. So when I say self-made moves, I'm talking yeah. about through everything I've been through in the past and everything. Yeah, all the moves I'm making now is all self-made, and I did this on my own. I had no help, no no mom behind this, no right, right, right. dad, no brothers, nothing behind this, no friends. I still don't. I've never actually had. Still to this day, I've never actually had real friends. I have a lot of people that I'm cool with. Yeah. But actual friends I can depend on, I can go talk to when I'm going through my depression or something like right. that, I can actually speak to and really <coughs> have, like, a genuine genuine, tr- genuine trust. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't really have that. Right. So I have to go through a lot of things on my own. Right. And what I commend about you, actually, is, you know, you're, you're talking about how, you know, a lot of people don't take teenagers seriously when it comes to depression and stuff like that. I remember when I was your age growing up, actually, like, no one really talked about that, like, ba- like barely. Like, people weren't candid about it. They weren't open about it at all. But then hearing you speak, talking about how you go through depression, how 
you were describing some of the ways that you've coped with it. I mean, like, I find it very commendable. And like, I feel like that's one bright spot about this younger generation coming up is that they're more open to talking about going through stuff like that and like having to go through their own methods of how to kind of navigate through it and what have you. So I feel like that is very indicative of this generation. It should be applauded a, a lot more and, and have a light shown on it. And on top of that, it's also like a great motivator, you know, especially in your scenario where you're now making the you're now making this clothing. You now have your brand that's being established and what have you. So I think that's really good, especially for younger people like in your scenario to kind of listen to and be like, oh, he really went through it. Like he really went through it. And now look what he's doing. So I definitely feel like more stories like yours need to be expressed a lot more. Um, definitely. <clears throat> When it comes to brands and stuff like that, we always notice a lot of brands within hip-hop especially. So whether it's Jay-Z, whether it's Drake, everyone has their own brand, whether it's a clothing brand or if it's associated with sports, whatever the case may be. So why, in your opinion, you know, you being like a brand owner officially, why do you feel as though a lot of, like, a lot of these artists have brands on top of what they already do right now? To make their name bigger. Mm -hmm. they, um being a rapper already is a platform mm -hmm. to express what they what they talk about through the music. A big um, a big example of that is Kendrick. Mm -hmm. Kendrick Lamar uses all this depression, everything he talks about in his music. That's using rapping. That's his platform of getting his message out there. Mm -hmm. So I think clothing that plays a big part in um expressing yourself, your inner mm -hmm. your inner self, who you are. So mm -hmm. I think that's why it should be. A, that's basically why um, they build businesses and stuff like that. Absolutely. <coughs> also, there's more money involved, you know. You gotta, of course. You gotta, and people, all these rappers you hear, they're coming. They're coming from the struggling, you know. So yeah. I can I can relate to that. So we really want to get that bag. Mm -hmm. and you're serious about it, man. Absolutely. You, you got to do. Absolutely. And you know, it's it's especially more prevalent today where a lot of rappers are having a lot of side hustles and what have you, mainly because music isn't paying all the bills, so to speak. It's like music could be like one avenue of income, but then there's also opportunity for other avenues of income. Like I remember I was watching um I was watching this random um mini documentary about Mims actually on uh, YouTube and what he's doing right now. Who's Mims? Uh, Mims, so you remember the song This Is Why I'm Hot? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Basically, what he's now doing is he's investing his money into the tech industry. So he's basically making uh, or partnering with the app developers and making apps that are based around making music, so like recording voice notes and what have you. And I think um, they got like a $50,000 grant or something like that to, to get it started up, essentially. So a lot of ra or a lot of rappers are kind of going that route because like it's good to have multiple avenues um, within other realms of business to kind of like expand your brand and also have like some money stashed to the side and what have you. Um, do you feel as though artists are being a bit more a bit more conscious of that nowadays as opposed to maybe let's say 10 years ago do you find um to a certain extent mm -hmm. to be honest yeah i think nowadays i think there's really it's sad but it's true there's a lot of there's more people doing drugs actually than wanting <coughs> to start up businesses i think that's a that's a big thing happening in the streets too right. as well a lot of people are getting too influenced off of the wrong things like when i say music Hip hop. This really plays. Hip hop really plays a big, a big part in our generation today. Like mm -hmm. so many kids from eight, ten are getting, are going around saying the n words, saying this and that, f word, mm -hmm. all of that, all around. Like the music is really, um, how should I say, is really like inspirational, mm -hmm. you know, for for people, you know. So I think if rappers were to use their platform, I guess. 
a bit more better. Mm-hmm. Start start doing more businesses, more networking with other companies and stuff mm-hmm. to make their brand even bigger. You know, yeah. I will set up even more examples and tell people, yo, stop, put away the guns, man. Like right. that's a part of me too. What I want to do with my business, like tell tell the other youth to put away the guns, man. You'll stop going all these court dates, all of that, all this nonsense, right, right. man. Like all, you're killing your own brother. Like yo, we need to stop that, all this black on black crime stuff. Not even just black on black. Like there's other races too. Like they're going through their own things, but like it's, it's really happening with within us and our community. Right, right. So we have to stop all that black on black crime, this nonsense. Mm-hmm. Going and killing our own brothers, like our own sisters, calling each other hoes, all this fighting each other in the street. We need to stop all this nonsense. Just make money together. Like right, right. Wasting, wasting your time. Absolutely. <clears throat> so, where do you see yourself taking your brand? Then, like, what's your what's your what's your vision for it within like the next, let's say, five to ten years, for example? I'm trying to take over the city. Okay. I'm trying to take over the city. I'll be honest with you. I know it's not gonna happen right away. It's okay. gonna be year by year process. Right, right. But I'm very confident. And to go back to my ex and my depression and stuff. Mm-hmm. Even though I was going through a lot of bad moments through it, and mm-hmm. you know, crying and stuff like that, and I'm thank God I actually didn't let suicidal com- um suicidal thoughts creep into my mind because mm-hmm. I was going through a lot of things I was like like I would have panic attacks like still like today kind of sometimes I'll be walking in the street if I see a girl or something like that it looks like my ex or something like others my heart will start racing right, right, right. Panic attacks. the adrenaline starts pumping a little bit yeah and then you know like start yeah. getting like throat like um it's called um start getting like um memories and stuff you know right 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 of uh, stuff we used to do in the past and stuff. Yeah. And I, and I start breathing fast. I'm like, tell myself, calm down, calm down. Mm-hmm. And, you know, take breaths, breaths and stuff. So, mm-hmm. to go back to that, um, all of this depression and stuff that I've gone through, that's really, I, I really actually thank, I'm actually thankful for everything that's happened because God puts you through situations that you're going to handle, you know, like God's never going to put you through a situation that you can't handle. Mm-hmm. So, I'm thankful for it. Actually, it really, like, and all this depression and stuff, it installed, installed like a, how would I describe it? Installed like a, a savage. Now nah, I don't want to call it savage, mm. but like, like a, like, like a did real. It, did it build like a toughness? Uh, yeah, build like a real like toughness inner me, like me, like before, like I was still going through my stuff from young, you know, whatever. Yeah. And I was still, you know, had that feeling like, you know, like, yo, no one's going to punk me around no more. No one's right, going right, to push right. me around like, yo, I don't have time for that. Right. I still have that in me, <laughs> but like this, like, it really made me like this depression and stuff, crying and stuff like that. It really, like, made me like, you know, serious. I'm like, yo, everything I do, I want to go 100% with it. Like, I don't have any time to play around. Right, Like, right. I'm not playing no games. Like, I call myself also the king because, mm-hmm. like, yo, knowing my age, you see, is really doing what I'm doing at my age. Mm-hmm. And it really have the, has the mindset that I have. So when I call myself the king, I'm taking this proudly, you know, with me every single day. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't care. And no one has to believe me. I could believe as long as I believe in myself, there you know, go. It's, it's right. There you so, go. So you know, once I once I do everything I do, I want to go hundred percent with it. Yeah. Absolutely. One hundred percent, man. <clears throat> so we're definitely going one hundred percent with this interview. And what we like to do around here at Cool Radio, we like to go one hundred percent with the games around here as well. So we like to kick back, have some fun, relax and all that good stuff. So with that said, you know, you're in a very calm space right now. So gotta turn it up a little bit over here, all right? So, with that said, I got two games for you, all right? Mm-hmm. First game is called Cool or Uncool, and it goes a little something like this. Uh-huh. So, in this game, I'm going to give you some random scenarios, so to speak. And basically what we do is we go through the scenarios, and I ask you if they're cool or if they're uncool. 
<coughs> and then you just kind of give your little spiel as to why you think they're cool or uncool and all that good stuff. So, Zion, I got a question for you. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. You ready? Okay, let's get it. So, first question, or first scenario, rather, I should say. Um, rappers with their own energy drinks, cool or uncool? Not cool. Not cool? Okay, why, why is it uncool? Not cool, man. That's not cool. That's, that's nah, nah, nah. It's just nah, nah, nah. Not even a reason behind it, just nah. <laughs> nah. All right, so, so you, no ratings for that, man. No ratings for that? No ratings. You're, no you're, not, you're not drinking pimp juice from Nelly, then? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I remember when that was a thing one time. Uh, all right, let's see here. Summer weather, cool or uncool? Summer weather? Yeah. Cool. Cool? Okay. Me, when it comes to summer weather, for me, it really depends. Like, if I'm stepping out of my house and it's just hot for no reason, like, I step out and I'm just sweating buckets, mm-hmm. I hate that. Okay, I hate that too. Yeah. I Like, humidity, I hate that. Like, warm, not too hot. Like, yeah. I like to be going out and, like, the sweat's dripping down. I can't even right. walk down the street. Like, no, no, no. Right. That was me, like, two days ago. I'm like, yeah. yo, summer's overrated. Like, I literally yeah, said no, that. Yeah, out yeah. Well, but yeah, like if there's like a nice breeze, or whatever, like I'm, I'm good with that. You know what I mean? Uh, let's see here. Netflix, cool or uncool? Not cool anymore. Oh, okay, okay. Why, why, why? It used to be cool because they right. took off all the good shows, man. Okay. Boondocks, Fresh Prince, they took it all down, man. It's okay. So you're more into like the, the retro shows, basically. But I have found like there's some good movies that are going on um, right now. Like, have you heard of um what's it called? Uh, See you, see you yesterday. Yeah, yeah, I heard about that one. That was when they traveled back in time, right? Yeah, her brother got her brother got killed by the police. Yeah, I haven't like, watched it yet, yeah, but yeah. but yeah, I haven't saved on my list though. Yeah, that's but that, that's a good one. Yeah, that's okay, cool. okay, that's dope. That's dope. Uh, let's see here. <clears throat> Watching movies in the theater, cool or uncool? Depends who you go with. On your, if you're going by yourself, uh-huh. not cool. If you're okay. going with someone, it's cool. Okay. Have you gone to the theaters by yourself before? No, I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> not even one time just be, mm, like nah. if it's a movie that you really want to see but everyone already saw it, you're just like okay then I'll go it depends what kind of depends what the situation is right right yeah. what was the last movie you saw in theaters I went to the theaters in a while I think it was I think it was Incredibles Incre- Incredibles last year oh yeah yeah that was last year yeah, yeah no, I, I saw that in theaters too actually yeah that was pretty good I like that uh, let's see here. Oh, this is going to be easy. I already know your answer for this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Um, the Raptors winning the 2019 NBA title. Cool or uncool? Super cool. Super dope. cool. Man, you weren't even around back in the days when, like, the Raptors were, like, really, really bad, man. Like, you you have a good right now. I'll mm. say that much. You have a good right now. Like, I know, like, we were talking <coughs> <Yeah>. <coughs> behind, behind the scenes. Like, you weren't really, like, a huge Raptors fan or whatever. Mm. You kind of jumped on the bandwagon, which is cool. I welcome that. Because the Raptors need don't all the support they can me. get. Hey, guys, don't blame me for jumping on the back. It's cool. Listen, I used to be the guy that, that would always say, if the Raptors ever win a title, I'm going to be the person at the gate keeping all the bandwagoners out of the parade. But then when I saw all that swelling support that they were getting from like Canada as a whole, I'm like, you know what? If you don't want to jump in the bandwagon, hop on. Like You need all the support you can get, man. That's what I say. Um, let's see here. Kawhi and his chances of staying with Toronto. Cool or uncool? 50-50. 50-50, okay. I want him to come to LA, but if he doesn't, stay in Toronto, so 50-50. You don't need that 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 that, that Instagram baddie, Kawhi. Stay in Toronto. No, Toronto's no, no, a good no. girl. Toronto's a good girl. She'll, she'll make sure you're healthy. <laughs> uh, let's see here. AD being traded to the Lakers. Cool or uncool? Super cool. We Super. needed that. And let's see here. Rappers with little or big in front of their name. Cool or uncool? 
No, that's not cool no more. That go the way. That's, <laughs> no, that's that's 80s, <coughs> 90s. You don't need that no more in the 2000s. Right, 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 for sure. All right, so now it's time for the second game. This one's a bit more of a mature game, I'll say. But they were doing some weird stuff to it with the little, little Uzi. These guys are rocking purses. And yeah, these guys still on no, that. No, 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 I triggered him, yes. Piercings. No, 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 I'm just like, cut it off, man. I know you guys listen to this guy's music, man. Right, 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 right. Yeah, trust me, I, I'm with you on that. Like, I feel like, I, I feel like I've become an old head because of that. But mm. nonetheless, I digress. Second game on, that we have on the deck is called I'd Quit the Game. Okay. Every second, every minute, man, I swear that she can get it. Now, in this alternate universe that I've created, you are living the bachelor life, all right? right? So you're wheeling, dealing, kiss, stealing, jet flying, limousine riding, all that good stuff. But there comes a point in every man and woman's life where they got to quit the game. Okay. You got to settle down, have the kids, you know, live in the white home with the white picket fence, you know, apple pie cool on the windowsill, Spud McKenzie looking dog, all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. So if you had to quit the game for one of these two ladies I've handpicked, who would you quit the game for? Would you quit the game for Lauren London, or would you quit the game for Tessa Thompson? Whoa, you're trying to get me in trouble with Lauren London. Hey, 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 listen. Nipsey, I, I respect Nipsey. I, 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 know, get me in trouble, I know, I know, I know, but we're saying alternate universe. You ain't got to say what you would do, but I'm just saying alternate universe, because let's be honest, everyone had a crush or has a crush on Lauren London. You ain't got to say nothing too disrespectful. I didn't think for too. I'm just, it, there, it's the, there you go. Not bad right? nip, but you know everyone was on it. Oh, of course, of course, of course. Like, everyone been been liking her since Nunu, you know what yeah. I mean? So, But nonetheless, Lauren London or Tessa Thompson? Lauren. Lauren? Okay. All right, I'm not mad at that. Cute looking girl. I question her taste of men sometimes, but it is what it is. Nonetheless, ladies and gentlemen, we got my man, Azan in studio, and when we get back, we have our three main topics for tonight's show. So keep it locked. This is Cool Radio, and we will be right back after these messages. Yeah. <clears throat> yes, yes, y'all. Welcome back to the show. Once again, it is your man DM Cool. And welcome back to Cool Radio. I still got my mom. I got I got my man Azan in studio. Say what's up to the people. You know what it is, man. Yes, sir, yes, sir. In the building. Mm-hmm. So we're talking off off air for a second. And we were mentioning, you know, your uh, your alias, Flexer. Mm. So where did that name come from? Okay, so Flexer, okay. Basically, it started off, it was just trying to be a, a cool Instagram name. You know, all mm -hmm. kids, we do that and stuff. So I was just trying to put it as like a... You know, flexor, flexing. You know, you know the, you know the slang term, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it just comes from authors wanting to put it as, you know, like, oh, I'm dressing nice and stuff yeah. like that. But really, it actually started to, it started to transition into my actual real life. So yeah. every single situation, bad situation I've been with people, mm -hmm. I've always came back better and stronger on them, and I've always I flexed on them. Yeah, yeah. Every, <laughs> sing, every single, like I swear to yeah. every single person, every single time, and they always try to come back and friend me up and yeah, yeah, stuff. Yeah. And I'm just like, no, 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 no. I still remember what you did. I'm not, yeah, yeah. not with that. Right, right. And I cut them off. So you know, <coughs> flexor just comes from that man. And just right. Stay. Right, I love it. I didn't even it. mean to put it out as like a real thing like that. It just happened, you know. Right, right. I I also feel there's a little of a little of a petty element to it as well, which I which I like actually. Mm -hmm. I like it, you know, in that regards. That's dope. That's dope. And tell me about the design of your shirt actually, because you showed me the design off camera as, or mm -hmm. off air as well. What was the inspiration behind that design? Because I know you say you're you're really into Malcolm X and all yeah. that stuff, but yeah, what what went behind the design of the of your shirt? Okay, we'll start with front front of the shirt. So mm -hmm. self made boss. That's self explanatory. You know, right. I made myself a boss, a young. Um, the money bags on the sleeves now. Mm -hmm. The money bags on the sleeves mm -hmm. are just a representation of, you know, getting that bag, finally getting that money. 
now the back of the shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, the logo. We're breaking the logo down into three pieces now. Okay. Okay. So the plate with the two with the fork and the knife. Mm-hmm. It's uh comes from a slang term uh, called uh, you know putting food on your plate. Yeah. So it comes from that, and then I put the I put the money on the. I put the Canadian hundred dollar bills as a stack because you know obviously I love money. I want you know a whole mm-hmm. stack. So you know I put and then I put that on the plate because that's basically saying you know getting food on your plate, finally get some money. You know and all, everything I've been through. You know I haven't had no money or anything, and I'm finally trying to get make that money. You know mm-hmm. trying to get that bag. So finally you know I'm putting food on my plate and you know like I go for you too. You know everyone rocking my products. You know mm-hmm. they finally put, put food on your plate too. Yeah yeah. So. That happened, and I put Malcolm X now on a Canadian dollar bill because it's a representation of black people making money yeah. and, you know, us keeping our dollar within ourselves and with our community. That's how we're going to – because people think – I think a lot of people think that slavery is over. It's really not. Mm-hmm. Slavery is just – it's in a it's in a different form now. I think we're just blind to it, really. It We're, like, economic economically um, – we're in slavery, to be honest. We don't own anything. You can go to Walmart, Nike, all these big brands you ever see rocking that. It's not black owned. Mm-hmm. So that's also what I want to start too. I want to start installing that in um, our youth. That you know we can we can become the next Nike, next Adidas. Like we don't need to keep you know wasting our money on on the enemy and stuff like that. You know we can grow and build on our own as well. Mm-hmm. And stuff. So you know, we're and plus we're the first ones on this earth, anyway. So you know, why not? St- why not rise up? You know, right, right, we're for all, sure. We're all, we're all ancestors. Are we all came from kings, queens, everything royalty? So you know, you gotta have that with you every single day. Right. That's what's up, man. That's what's up, man. You put a lot of thought into the concepts, man. I, I really dig yeah. that, man. I really appreciate that. <laughs> Just from a creative standpoint, man. Like yeah. I really dig that kind of stuff. Yeah, I'm gonna. So what? Oh, mm-hmm. what? No, no, go, 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 go ahead. Oh yeah, I was gonna say yeah. Also, it's not just a clothing line, you know. It's, yeah. I use my clothing line as a obviously it's a clothing line, but obviously I use my clothing line as a platform, really. Of course, it's a platform to inspire other black youth to get educated, you know, be conscious of what's going on, mm-hmm. not just within business, whatever, just around in the world, in real world, um, you know, not just police. I think that's a big thing. I actually want to really get into that. Mm-hmm. People think that our only black issue is just with police. You watch all these movies that come out, Chicago, everything, it's just about shooting police, 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 but there's really other things that we don't realize. There should be movies about um, black entrepreneurship. There should be movies on about other things, like so many other things. There's like so many things that we need to fix up and clean up in the streets for us. Right. And we, um, I think we need to just, it's good that we know we're being educated about how to handle police and situations and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. take a break on it, you know, and start yeah. start something new up. And I actually would like to start that because I actually have an interest in acting as well mm-hmm. and modeling. I did a photo shoot not too long ago. I think I did a photo, my first photo shoot like two weeks ago yeah, yeah. downtown. And with a big, with a big, um, with a big photographer, shout out, um, Rye Ones for mm-hmm. sure. He's a big photographer. Guy goes to everything, alkaline concerts, mm-hmm. Tory Lanes, everything. So, I got to do my first photo shoot with him. And yeah, man, that was good. That's what's up, man. That's, uh, see, you're already living to the name of the brand, you know. Self-made moves, man. Like that. That's why. That's what's up, man. I respect I'm that. You, from all the moves are self-made, man. Got to get on that. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. So let's make a move on to another segment of the show now, man. So I call this segment Trip Talk. So it's three of the hot topics that happened within hip hop, sports, pop culture this week. So let's jump right into that. So the first topic we're going to discuss is Lou Williams. So okay. Lou Williams, NBA star, sixth man of the year. I think it's the second time he won the award now, or second or third time. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, he was on Gilbert Arena's podcast earlier this week discussing 
the pros and cons of playing in Toronto. Mm-hmm. So Lou Williams did play for Toronto in the 2014-15 season where he won his first ever six-man award. And basically that was a comeback year for him because he had towards ACL the year prior. <clears throat> so he was saying how it's cool that in Toronto like you not only play for a city, you play for a country, and the fans love you. They'll give you all your support and all that good stuff. But then he said that playing for Toronto feels like you're playing – you're playing for an international team, which is true because technically it's Canada. Uh, but then he starts saying how, you know, four or five months in, you 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 feel like there are certain things that you need to do that you have to force yourself to get used to. So you got to open up a Canadian bank account. You got to register your kids in in Canadian school system, mm-hmm. um, the weather, and, and like all these things that we've heard as people who live in Toronto – who have heard from other basketball players as to why they don't want to come here, like the taxes, mm-hmm. et cetera. And so I'm listening. Like, I listened to that club. I didn't listen to the whole interview, but I listened to those snippets. So I'm saying to myself, okay, so he's big enough Toronto, but then he's also saying these other things which have been stigmas for other players against coming to Toronto. It's not bad. It's not bad. What do you think? Shouldn't take offense to it, right? Um, but but that's that's the thing that I was trying to decipher whether or not to take offense to it. Uh, but what was your what was your reaction when when you first heard it? Okay, okay. First of all, we need to understand America is very different from Canada. Right. The mindset and that these guys are growing up with and everything the everyday life that they had to grow up with. Yeah, it's very different. So them having that whole mentality that you know just be stuck in america because you know you're growing up broke and everything and all these politics are going on mm-hmm. having that mindset around you every single day you're not used to have being around different um what's it called surroundings so yeah. when you finally move out you know you're like it feels too different now you're feeling like yo i don't want to i don't want my son or i don't want my daughter growing up in this kind of um area because i didn't grow up in it so you know they had probably had lou probably feels that way you know so he didn't grow up that way he doesn't want his family to grow up that way either but i understand it because it is different. Like, um, look at Lamelo when he had to go play overseas. Like, he didn't like it at all. So mm-hmm. it's kind of the same thing, you know. It's just different, different surroundings. I think if they were to move around more, maybe do more vacation or something like that mm-hmm. around in different areas than <coughs> just America or something like that. Right. Then you know they probably get a better feel for the outer world, outer America. You know. Right. So here's my thing when I when I listen to that. So <coughs> again, I've been watching Raptors my entire life. And I've heard that rhetoric from, from from other players, like even like players who used to play there. So like T Mac said some similar comments back in the day when he left. Antonio Davis said that he something about the metric system. Players are complaining how there's no soul food in Toronto. <laughs> um, they don't understand the, the 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 subway system or the metric system, like miles versus kilometers. The some of them took the subway. Some some of them did. And it's just like. They don't get the whole metric system, like like miles and kilometers. Like we use kilometers, they use miles, et cetera, et cetera. So I feel, I feel like it's a lot of trivial things that they don't want to learn about. Like even when he said, "Oh, I have to open a Canadian bank account." I mean, yeah, like of course. And then of course the tax thing, and like I think that's the biggest myth because when it comes to the taxes, if you are a Canadian resident, like as a, as an NBA player or an athlete in general, if you're a Canadian resident and you are playing for a Canadian based franchise. You're not going to get taxed as heavily as you think you are. There's going to be 
somewhat of like a discount out. The discount isn't the right, right word, but you basically get there's no penalties on you if you are an athlete playing in, in Canada because they know that you get taxed wherever you go regardless. So if you're playing one night in Houston, if you're playing one night in Washington, et cetera, et cetera, you're going to get taxed in those areas, right? And you're going to get taxed in Canada as well. But they're going to put like a small little premium so that it's not as big of a hit to your contract. And I feel like a lot of these athletes don't really understand that. That's one of the biggest misconceptions. On top of that, I find it very timely that he's saying that mm. because the weekend is free agency weekend. He plays for the Clippers. Kawhi Leonard is a suitor. Probably trying something. Right? Like Kawhi Leonard is a suitor for the Clippers. You know what I mean? So like, if, I feel like it's very opportune for him to say these types of things. Mm, he's trying to think. He's, he's trying a large ting, if, if I may say so myself. And maybe this is just me kind of maybe want to vindicate, but I feel like a lot of this may be a little bit of pettiness from him or maybe some sour grapes because it's very well noted that Lou Williams wanted to resign with Toronto. Yeah. He wanted to come back. And the Lakers gave him an offer that summer in 2015. He called the Raptors back and they said, if they got an offer for you, then, then sign with them. So he didn't get the offer from Toronto that he wanted. And I remember he was a little he was a bit salty like on Twitter uh later that summer in regards to that. So, you know, fast forward, maybe the feeling of resentment is still there potentially. But either way, I do find that it's very opportune for these comments to come out when it's close to free agency, when you know that Kawhi Leonard, the biggest star mm-hmm. in Canada right now as yeah, far as yeah. sports is concerned, is potentially a suitor <clears throat> for the Los Angeles Clippers. Sure. So that could be a minor recruiting tact, uh, uh, um, recru- recruiting tact uh, plan, whatever you want to call it. He may or may not be, be fine for tampering, but either way, it was very opportune for him to say that. So I don't know. We'll, we'll see how it all develops and what have you. But again, very opportune for him to say that. Um, but nonetheless, people watching, listening at home, what do you guys think? Hit me up on social media at Cool Radio CC and share your thoughts. Now let's get to the next topic. Um, let's go to Dave East. So in the world of basketball and rap, rappers want to be ball players and ball players want to be rappers. And in this scenario, it's no different because my man Dave East, Harlem native, has expressed interest in wanting to play in the NBA. Now what some people don't realize or know about him is that he played in AAU basketball with Michael Beasley and Kevin Durant back mm-hmm. in the day. And he had a D1 scholarship. I can't remember to which school. He can play ball? He could, oh, I've seen him hoop. He's, he's nice. Seen him play. He's nice still. He's nice. Um, he had a, a scholarship offer, but he couldn't accept it because his grades were bad. So mm-hmm. it is what it is from that standpoint. But he, he was saying that if he were to play in the NBA, he would want to play for the Knicks. Um, so, Azan. In your opinion, and you, and you hoop as well, in your opinion, what is it about the two worlds of basketball and hip-hop that always have them intertwined with one another? What's your take on that, personally? The hood. The hood? The hood. Mm-hmm. Everyone everyone in the hood wants to do both, um, either both. Mm-hmm. Either a baller, a hooper, or in, or in a gang selling drugs, doing whatever. But it's all between those three, mo- one between those three, mostly between those two. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they have both... Uh, in the, in the, you know, when, when you're living in the hood, everything is, everything is so mixed, mixed right. up together, you know, right. in like one melting pot. Right. So you know, everyone is just feeding off with each other, what each other do. You know, 
basketballs, basketball players seeing rappers doing their thing. Like, yo, I want to rap too. Rappers are like, yeah, I seen, I seen ballers come down the street doing their thing. Right. You know, they want to be rapping ballers too. You know, so right. Everyone wants to do their own thing. Absolutely, man. Like, yeah, like I've always wondered about the synergy between the two because, you know. With hip hop, it comes from the hood, of course, and then basketball. Like, there's so many courts that are set, set up in different inner cities and different mm-hmm. communities and what have you, and they all have a way of bringing people together somehow. And I've always been fascinated with the way hip hop culture has been ingratiated into the NBA from like the '90s. I would say, like, I felt like Shaq really brought a lot of that hip hop essence into the '90s when he was playing for the Magic. AI is, <coughs> pardon me, AI as well. <clears throat> the Fab Five from Michigan University, Jalen Rose, Chris Webber, them boys, when they started wearing baggier clothes yeah. and wearing darker shoes as well. So I feel like everyone kind of brought pieces of a hip-hop culture into the NBA to a mm-hmm. certain extent. Iverson probably did it like the most. But the the rappers, the rappers, no, not the rappers, the basketball players uh-huh. starting to become rappers, that needs to stop. You know what? No, For the most part... Have- no basketball players have been good rappers. Kobe tried to thing. Allen Iverson, Shaq, none of these guys are good. I agree with you 98%, but there's one ball player that can actually rap. Lou can rap. I'm not, even talking, about, can rap. I'm not even talking about Lou. Who? I'm talking about Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard. He's got bars. He can rap. He can rap. He's got bars. I listened, I think I listened to uh, a freestyle that he did on Sway in the Morning, mm. and I'm like, okay. Okay, he that's not bad. That's not like, and then he did like I watched some of his freestyles like on like Instagram or whatever. I'm like, okay, this guy can rap. So I'm like, yo, does this guy have like a mixtape or like an album coming out? So he just dropped um, a diss track, not too long. Yeah, yeah, to Marvin Bagley, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, I remember I I listened. Give that a listen. I want to see. It was all right. It was all right. It was all right. Yeah, I listened to his album, The Letter O, from like 2016 or something like that. And I'm like, yo, he's not bad. Like, mm-hmm. like to me, he reminds me of J. Cole. Yeah. Like, the lo-fi hip-hop, just bars basically telling stories and what have you. Like, he's decent. Like, if anything, he's one of the few NBA players, like, all time that I can say, this guy can rap. Okay. And some people don't want to give this guy credit, but Shaq has some songs that he can rap on, too. No. He has some songs. You... I would advise you to do so a little bit more research. Just a little bit more. No, Shaq. I'm not saying this guy was, like... Like a wordsmith or anything like that, but he had a few tracks where you're like, "All right, there's something there." Like, trust me. Like, I know it sounds silly, but Shaq has some bars. He had some bars. Not, Maybe, I don't know. I'm not saying he's all time great, but I'm just saying he had a few tracks where you're like, "Okay." I know he can't act though. He can't act. <laughs> Listen, a lot of ball players can't act. Oh my god. <laughs> Listen, I love Shazam when I was a kid. I didn't even care. I just, I just watched off the shake of Shaq. That's it. But um, yeah, there's not a lot of ball players that can act either, though. Like that's like far and few in between. Yeah. I think the best LeBron, LeBron can act. Really? Can act a bit. You didn't see the movie? Um, Woozian. Oh, movie two years ago. The one with uh, Amy Schumer. Yeah. Trainwreck. Yeah. It was all right. It was all right. Like I want to say he's gonna, cause like he was playing himself. You know what yeah, I mean? Okay, but still, you know. I mean, like, it's all right. Like I'm not gonna say that was acting because you're playing like you're playing a version of yourself mm-hmm. basically. Like if this guy's giving like an Oscar or award. Nomination performance and okay, but like it was fine. It was it was fine. But I'm not saying like he was acting. I would say the best acting performance I've seen from an NBA player. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say Ray Allen. He got game when he was Jesus mm, Shuttlesworth. Yeah, Ray Allen. Ray Allen can act. I think that Ray was Allen probably the best one I've seen so far. I know, like Rick Fox, he he had some acting gigs as well. Like mm-hmm. he's he's had some pretty good gigs, but I would say. Probably, I'd probably go with 
with Ray Allen in that regard because that, that was a solid movie. That's probably one of my top five favorite basketball moves of all time, I would say. Um, but, yeah, you know what? Davies going to the Knicks, I wouldn't be surprised if that were to happen. Like, I can at least see him playing in, in like, their G League affiliate team if they have one. So uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens if that becomes a possibility, if they miss out on KD, you know. <laughs> but nonetheless, <clears throat> what do you guys think at home? Um, do you guys Dave East should suit up for the Knicks? Either way, hit me up on social media at Cool Radio CC and share your thoughts. And final topic, uh, let's talk about Nipsey Hustle real quick. So, shout out Noop. Shout out Nip. Shout out Nip. So, there have been some recent developments in the case of his murder. And there has been a witness who has spoken out in regards to the motive behind uh, his, his, his murder, basically. So, this witness, who is going unnamed for the time being, said that the murder or the motive of the murder was based on Nipsey Hussle allegedly being an informant. So basically this person, uh, I'm not sure what publication published this story, but nonetheless it was reported by Hip Hop DX. Like they, they're the ones who got the story or whatever, but I'm not sure if they're the ones who did the interview. But nonetheless, they got the words from the uh, person that's being questioned right now in regards to the murder of Nipsey Hussle. And basically... They're just no, they're just identified as witness one, so their ident- identification is being uh, withheld for the time being. So, <clears throat> she states, and it's it's a woman. Um, so witness one is stated as saying how she wanted to grab a picture with Nipsey Hussle when she was riding with the person who eventually killed him, which was Eric, was it Eric Holder, I believe. Uh, yes, Eric Holder. There we go. So basically, she was stating how, and I'm quoting the article from Hip Hop DX. Um, Witness one says she was excited and had hopes of taking a selfie with the Grammy Award nominated rap star. After Holder grabbed food from the adjoining burger joint, he made his way to Nip, and that's when the dispute began. The woman says she reported she reportedly heard ask Nip if he was if he's ever snitched before. In response, Nip uh, motioned for Holder to go away. Uh, while accusing him of being a snitch. Holder then returned to Witness One's vehicle and reportedly asked her to drive around the corner of the strip mall. She claims he pulled out a semi-automatic handgun and witnessed him cock it back before telling her he intended on performing a drive-by. Witness One was against it, so Holder got out of the car, put on a red shirt, and instructed her not to leave. Holder reportedly got out of the car and went through a back alleyway to get Nipsey in front of the store. She says... That that is when Holder shot Nip several times while striking two others. Witness one spoke with LAPD two days after the murder and is not expected to be charged in connection with Nipsey's murder at this time. So after hearing that statement from Witness One, what's your what's your thoughts on that? Man, to be honest, I don't really get into too much of the of the case or anything. Right. Because to be honest, I really think all of this I think he really got killed, not because of this whole Eric Holder thing. I think it's really because you know he was supposed to he was supposed to make a documentary on Doctor Sabia. Right, right. I know that. So I really think you know we every time we have a leader, government always ends up getting into it. You know they always take down our leader. So personally, <coughs> I think behind the scenes, really, it's not about this at all. I really think it's personally, it's just a, it's probably a setup, and he's probably working with them. Like I might sound crazy or anything, but personally, I think it's I think it's I don't think it's about. I don't, it can't be just about street about. Street affiliated things. I think it's something bigger behind the scenes. It has to be. I'm gonna say this because I've had this discussion with a lot of people in regards to the potential motive behind mm-hmm. his murder and what have you. 
I personally don't think it was about the documentary that he was trying to create with Dr. Sebi. I personally don't think that. Mm. Um, I think that, I don't know the main reason, of course, but I feel like his gang ties from the past and what have you play in parts of it. Not the whole reason, reason. but at least in part of it. Played a big part, at least. Right. Yes, at the very least. Because that type of affiliation that you have and the fact that you're still in that same community Mm -hmm. that you used to do your nefarious activities in, I get you want to be, you want to work within your community. I got that from him too. Yeah. I got that from him too because personally, I want to actually, like I want to work like, you know, in the the areas and stuff like that. Right. On street, like I have to pass some, I do that, I'm doing that at school too. Any message like I pass, any type of message or anything I learn from social media and I pass it on to people at my age at school and too. Right. And they follow me on Instagram, they see on my page, you know, every single day I'm posting I'm posting videos so right. every single day I wanna I started realizing that I'm not I'm like yo it's good that we can go out in the streets and do community work with us but we also have to be cautious you have to be very you have to be very um what's it called knowledgeable right what's going 100%. on because there's a lot of there's a lot of snakes and everything there's a lot of fake fake people out here in the streets man they they will really do something to you you gotta you know when to move you know how to move in certain situations you know so absolutely I would say he was in the hood too much thank you thank you Thank good you. to be in the hood, but not that much. And that's the point I was trying to get at as well, because like I've been preaching that point ever since this became a topic. Because yes, I get it. You want to uplift your 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 hood and your community, but you don't always have to be there all the time mm-hmm. in order to do that. Like if you are trying to build a brand and empire, so to speak, hire a network of people around you that can actually take care of the groundwork that's happening. That's why, for example, a lot of government powers have embassies in different nations so that in case they're not there to be there, they have their their secretary of state, for example. They have X, Y, and Z over mm-hmm. there so that you don't always have to be there because especially for someone in his position, someone who used to be in the gang and who has gang ties and affiliations, that's going to breed a lot of a lot of negative energy and sometimes that comes back to, to haunt you. But at the same time, you can't blame him because... When you when you see the way the when you see the way um not just rappers anyone in the streets when you see the way they're growing up their upbringing yeah that they're so like a big example of really and I tell people about this every single day not every single day but you know I tell people a lot mm-hmm. Kodak Kodak Black he is he is you know he is. that guy he's he, all sorts of messed he, up man the, people like him are the big reasons why I say it's it's only it's only so much people that can get out of the hood because mm-hmm. I say being being stuck in the hood mm-hmm. it's all about your mentality. Yes. Where your mentality is at. You can you can be in the hood being the brokest brokest person on the block. Yeah. But if you're the smartest, you know what to do, you know how to manage your money, you know how to you know finding ways to network whatever you got to do to get out of the hood, then you're going to get out of the hood. Look right. at Jay-Z. Right. Exactly. Jay-Z used to sell drugs. Look at him now. He's a <coughs> first black first black billionaire. Right. Big up to him for sure. I think he's the first hip hop billionaire yeah. specifically. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, first hip hop billionaire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like it's just a mentality at the end of the day to be honest. Mm-hmm. I think Nipsey was very was very smart. There's a lot of videos you can watch. He talks about, um, you know, um, knowing like about yourself, management, yeah, stuff like you that. Know, money management, everything. Mm-hmm. You know, like he was very intelligent. But I think the street part, mm-hmm. once you're so tied into the streets, yeah, it's it's too hard to to get out of it because you're in it so you're in the streets for so long. Right. You know, it's like it's it just wears on you so much. You right. don't know anything else. You know, to get out of it. Right. But I think like you owe it to yourself to get out of that environment so that your next generation doesn't have to live in that environment as well. I mean, look at how many rappers who came from those environments were now living upscale, so to speak. Like yeah. Jay Z does not live in Marcy anymore. He lives in like in like, the rich part of New Jersey. I'm sure Kendrick Lamar lives in like Northern California or something to that extent. Like there are so many different artists who came from these 
you know, like underserved communities that have now moved up because they know that they can't or, they can't stay in that environment because they become targets. Yeah. Or we could just I think we need to do it in a different way. Mm-hmm. Different way, not just going to the going to the hood and educating or educating the youth and then whatever you know and then leaving, calling it a day. I think I I just posted this on my page too. There's a video of um Rick Ross. He was saying um a big way to stay rich mm-hmm. is empowering your circle. Of course, yeah. So we need to empower people in the community, not just tell them because I can go, I can tell you a hundred things. It's mm-hmm. up to you if you want to listen or not. Right, right. So, but I think we need to get people put not put food on people's plate, but right. Put people in positions to be successful, yeah. And then once they once they gain that knowledgeable mindset to be able to know how to get out the hood for themselves, yeah. Then we can leave, and then they'll they'll leave to us. Exactly. Like, like, show show them how to get the food on their own, so that they become self sufficient. Yeah, because you can't just tell people, "Yo, just come." Always (coughs) look look at me, look at me, see what I'm doing, and use use me as example. You gotta teach people how to use themselves as an example. Right. That's why I appreciate a lot of a lot of the celebrities that came from these neighborhoods and then they leave their lasting imprint. Like Jalen Rose yeah. built a school in Detroit. Um, LeBron James built a school mm-hmm. in, in Akron yeah. to, to help people go through uh, college and university mm-hmm. and what have you or show a path towards that. Dr. Dre created a music school in, in Compton as well. Yeah. So those are ways... Sorry? I didn't even hear about that. Yeah, yeah, no. They, he did that maybe like three or four years ago oh, roughly, okay. yeah. But yeah, these are different ways where you can empower your community mm-hmm. basically. I feel like maybe Nipsey was on the way to doing that. We don't know that for sure. But I feel like that would have been a more productive way of doing it rather than just him being there all the time showing that he's always there which is admirable but unfortunately we see the consequences that come with that the sad thing is too that in our generation and I'm actually it's really sad to see people only care I'm starting to realize this now from social media people are only really starting to pay attention to you and really care about you unless you're, until you're dead oh yeah I agree that I think it, it, the way it, Nipsey's getting love right now he should have been getting this since he was alive I agree I agree like I think it's, it's been like that for a long time like social media amplifies it but mm-hmm. I've, I've been saying this for a long time I even had a conversation with somebody about this yesterday and Biggie said it best you're nobody until somebody kills you yeah. so when you die your profile goes through the roof people will mm-hmm. be singing your praises like Big L for example People are calling him like one of the top ten greatest rappers of all time. I don't believe that he was talented, but I don't believe that. Basically, he didn't have enough on his resume for me to dictate that personally. That's my personal opinion. At the same time, but, though, I think the reason why he maybe didn't have as much blow when he was alive mm-hmm. is because of his music. Like we all know, we all know Nipsey didn't be um intelligent, you know. Yeah. But I don't think his his music was as good mm-hmm. as people would probably think it was now because everyone's noting, seeing his name on Instagram. You can go on Instagram right, right now and scroll up. You're going to see Nipsey, Nipsey, Nipsey. Right. But I don't think his music was as big as it should have been because if his new music was like Pac, mm-hmm. if it was, like everyone knows Pac. People mm-hmm. still listen to messages, go back to interviews, stuff, mm-hmm. and listen, listen to his music. Like Pac is still relevant <coughs> right now. Yeah. So I think he probably would have been more relevant or not, not to say he wasn't relevant but more relevant when he was alive if his music was a bit better. Right. So. Absolutely. Now, I agree with that 100%. But yeah, definitely... Uh, just kind of wrap up this portion of the segment. I mean, definitely some disturbing details in regards to Nipsey uh, and his death, if it is mm-hmm. in fact true. Uh, but hopefully we'll get more information as it progresses and we'll just kind of go from there. Um, either way, <coughs> uh, if you have any thoughts or opinions on this, uh, please let me know. Hit me up on social media at Cool Radio CC and share your thoughts. Now to wrap up tonight's episode with the segment that you guys have been waiting for. Now I'll keep you guys waiting no longer. So with that said... <clears throat> who has entered the shallow walls of the Hall of Shame this week? Who has been crowned the captain of Coonery this week? Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for Wankster of the Week. And this week's Wankster, 
I'm sorry, I got to do it, but I got to give the Wankster of the Week to the city of Toronto. Now, I'm talking about more the the municipality of it and what have you. And I'm saying that because of the fact that the city of Toronto, for years now, but it's become a bigger story this week, has been taking down rims in certain communities in Toronto due to noise complaints. Now, the biggest uh, egregion of this came this week when there was a video, a cell phone video that was shot of a member of the city of Toronto as far as like their, I guess, their cleanup staff and, and recreation and what have you, taking down a basketball rim as there was a young child dribbling on the court. And keep in mind, this is at 6 p.m. And there have been people who have allegedly been complaining about noise complaints from the basketball court. Now... It's no surprise that these noise complaints come from certain underserved communities in Toronto that involve people of color, of course. That's no surprise. And I think it's egregious that you're taking down nets or ruining, not ruining property, but altering property that a lot of kids can use as recreational time to keep them away from negative influences. And I find it very egregious, especially when you're considering the fact that the Toronto Raptors just made Canadian history when they became the first Canadian team or the first non-American-based team to win an NBA title. Like, Raptor fever and basketball fever was all over the nation. And so, now you have a video of someone taking down these rims. And I'm saying to myself, how come this wasn't a story before? Why is it a story now? I'm glad that it's getting attention, but we should have had more eyes on this a long time ago. And I feel like Mayor John Tory and, you know, Appreciate his support that he's been showing to the Raptors. But I feel like during his time in office, he should have been a bit more on top of this. Now, granted, he has made the request or has made past requests to the recreational department of the city of Toronto to no longer take down the, the nets. And as of this week, he has suspended all activity of taking uh, rims down from nets. So I appreciate that, but I feel like this should have been attacked a lot sooner not saying it's entirely his fault but i feel like as a whole just in general this should have been dealt with sooner because again it's a form of recreation it keeps kids occupied it's a part of good healthy exercise as well and it gets people jazzed up about the raptors or team canada basketball or whatever the case may be and the whole noise complaint thing i mean if it's like 10 11 o'clock at night I get it. I understand. You're probably going to sleep. You got to get up for work. got to take the kids to school, etc. But 6 p.m., really, the sun is alive and well at 6 p.m. The only thing you're, you're, you're doing at 6 p.m. is eating dinner or getting home from work. So I find that that's BS from the neighbors who are complaining about that. I happen to wonder if they would ever complain about that when it came to kids playing ball hockey, but I'm going to leave that alone. Um, but nonetheless, Toronto... City of Toronto, as far as the municipality is concerned. I'm sorry, but I got to give you guys the wanks of the week for letting this get to this point to where we had to complain because we've seen the video footage of it. But nonetheless, because of the fact that basketball has now become a mainstay in Canada. It's been a mainstay in Canada, but now it's actually the topic of conversation, and there's no way of getting around that. So with that said, I'm giving you guys the wanks of the week. Do you deserve it? Of course you do. And I'm going to say it one more time, just like this. Azan, your thoughts on that? On the, the nets being taken down? Oh, um, it's nonsense, man. Like, mm-hmm. for what? So you're taking the nets down for, man. Exactly. And, and you're a hooper, too. So, yeah, like, man. that. No, man. That's not cool, man. Right, right. You know, like, 
Basketball's come a long way in this country, man. Like I don't know, if, I don't know about for you, but for me growing up, um, basketball wasn't really a popular, popular thing. Maybe like in little subsections here and there, but when I went to school, people were mostly talking about hockey, this and hockey mm-hmm. that. Especially when I was in elementary school. So the fact that basketball has risen to the level of popularity that's at now, for me as a lifelong fan of basketball, whether it's me watching it, playing it, writing about it, reporting about it. It brings so much joy to my heart. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So when I hear about stories like this, it actually offends me mm-hmm. as a basketball fan. You know, as somebody who sees basketball as a great unifier. To me, and and you can chime in on this as well if you like, basketball has, in Canada at the very least, has the most diverse fan base yeah, yeah, yeah. bar none. I see black people who enjoy it. I see South Asians who enjoy it. I see Asians in general who enjoy it. Latinos, Middle Eastern. I see... So many different faces that watch basketball enjoy it and play it. I don't see that with hockey. I don't see that with basketball mm-hmm. or uh, baseball, rather. I don't see that with football. I see that with basketball. And if you want to talk about Canada as being a multicultural hub of diversity, basketball encapsulates that more than any other sport in this country, in my humble opinion. I agree. Most definitely. But nonetheless, <clears throat> we got to end off tonight's show. So, Azad, I want to thank you for coming through. Thank um, you for bringing me. Yeah, absolutely. Come through anytime. We'll make it happen. Where can the people find you on social media? People can find me on Instagram at moves underscore clothing. Mm-hmm. And that's it pretty much right now. I just finished building on my website, so that's going to be out soon. Mm-hmm. We just keep on a look, 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 out for, look out for that. Yeah, yeah. It's coming up soon. That's what's up. That's what's up. Keep making those moves, man. I'll be watching out for you, bro. Big moves this summer, man. Absolutely, man. absolutely. Be in tune. As they should be. Um, as for you guys, y'all can follow me at social media at uh, Cool Radio CC. Make sure to hit up SoundCloud for the podcast. Make sure you hit up YouTube for the video clips, Instagram for the updates and all that good stuff, Facebook for the fan page. You already know what it is. Uh, next week, we will be on the air. We may or may not have a guest on next week's show, but I will keep you guys informed on that. And on top of that, enjoy the long weekend, Canada Day weekend. If you're drinking, partying, popping off fireworks, Celebrate responsibly. I always say that. And let's hope that Kawhi stays. And if we get a decision, come July 1st. But as Lakers. you already yeah, nah, nah. Don't Lakers. go. Lakers are Instagram baddies. Get you Lakers. a wifey ting like Toronto. Lakers. Toronto is a sweeter ting, okay? No, no, no. no LA Lakers. No purple and gold. None of that. Nah. Stay in Toronto, Kawhi. You no know it's good no for one's you. No in the city, man. Go no, get a body. No, no, nah, nah, nah. Bad, bad teams get you in trouble, bro. You don't want to. No, no, no. That's a negative. And you got <laughs> money, too? You know you have to get it. And what? Toronto don't got money? Yo, MLSC got money, bro. They got money. They're the richest organization in North America as far as sports and entertainment goes. See? That's another thing that they don't know. They don't know that. They don't know that. Why, yo? Come home, fam. Come home. No, no, no. Home is Toronto. Home is Toronto. Okay. Not Canadian. So? He can be. We can get him a citizenship. It's cool. We're giving out exceptions like that? Hell yeah. We're inclusive, damn it. We we open the door for refugees on a regular basis. We can do that for a man who wants to live comfortably in Canada. Listen. Come home where it's nice, where <coughs> the, the palm trees are home out. Home is Toronto. Okay? Everywhere. Home is Toronto, Kawhi. It's come true. Come give Le- give LeBron a call and he's going to no, fly you out. No, no. You don't need him to fly you out. Fly out. You're fine here. We will give you free food, free room and board, free vacations. You already know, bro. Kawhi and dying. Kawhi, you should stay. All that good stuff. None, none of the L.A. evilness. All right? Stay in Toronto, damn it. Stay in Canada. We need you, all right? The next diocese is in Toronto, damn it. But yeah, as you already know, 
Cool Radio is a division of Cool Click Media and Entertainment, reminding you each and every day that we are out here creating our own legacies. Keep it gravy and wavy. We are out of here. Peace.